Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Sidebar with Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Sidebar with Cindy. On Kaya FM 95.9. Kaya FM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan. How do you view your generation's approach to relationships? That is what we're discussing tonight on Sidebot Cindy on Kaya FM. Medical issues, sex and family, finance, parenting and emotional development. Sidebar with Cindy. Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Kaya FM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan. Welcome to Sidebar Cindy with me, Dr. Cindy Siwe Fansale. And this evening's topic, we are talking about um, how you view your generation's approach to relationships. We know that um, people speak so much about millennials and um, we have so much to say about them. But, you know, do I feel that my generation handled relationships better? Um, you know, would my mother's generation have something have something else to say? This is what we're discussing tonight. You can call us on 86 959 You can SMS us on 36959. I'll be chatting to clinical psychologist um, Violet Poko, and I'll also be chatting to Togozanim Tetwa, who is 29 years old, and she'll be sharing her opinions about her generation's approach um, to relationships. Um, if you have missed any of the shows... Um, you can catch the podcasts on FM Rewind um, at kayafm.co.za. If you are listening, you can listen on channel 861 um, on DSTV's audio bouquet, or you can listen live at kayafm.co.za. So this evening, as I said, I am 43 years old. So I was born in 1976 and um, I am a mom of two. And just looking at the way relationships are run, I, I spend a lot of time on social media. Um, I spend a lot of time consulting in the line of work that I do and I get to hear a lot of relationship stories and I must say some of the stories I hear are hair raising and I always think to myself my goodness the kids of today are going through so much but you know it begs the question did my mom's generation I mean my mom would have been 70 this year did she look at my life when I was a teen in my early adulthood when I was dating did she look at my life and my dating patterns and think to herself oh my gosh these kids are out of hand so I want to hear your opinions around this and um, you can start calling us on 86 and you can share um, you know share this opinion of us and to quote English novelist and essayist um, George Orwell he said that every generation imagines itself to be more intelligent than the one that went before it and wiser than the one that comes after it. So that's what he said. You know, is your generation doing better? Let's talk about it this evening on Sidebar Cindy. We have Ignatius Mutsumilibete calling us and he's a guest, actually he's a guest on the show. Um, Ignatius, welcome to the show. Hey, Dr. Cindy. Um, thank you. I know, you, I know we, we are tuning, you're tuning in from the Northwest province. Uh, from Joburg, actually. Oh, from Joburg. Oh, okay. I guess I got it all mixed up. Well, yeah. anyway, thank you, thank you so much for joining us and welcome to Sidebar Cindy. So, Ignatius, as I've introduced um, the show, you know, we're speaking about relationships and what's, what different generations perceive or experience relationships um, to be like. What is your opinion of, of relationships? And first of all, actually, how old are you? And then we'll, ch- we'll chat about what you think. <laughs> if, you, if you don't mind sharing, I'm, I'm, you, can, you can give a range if you don't mind sharing. No, it's fine. I'm, I'm 30, 30 years younger. Um, but obviously, I don't think. Look, I've dated for a very long time, so yes. I'll put in my two words of opinion. Um, because you realize that um, the things that I like experienced when I was sixteen, I still find some of the elements even now trying to date when I'm thirty. Yeah. Right. 
But what I wanted to do, I mean, to say rather was that, you know, you think about the previous, let's say, Generation X and now, you find that because now we're living in different times, you know, 21st yeah. century relationships obviously have evolved. So, you know, industrial revolutions, technology has somehow greatly uh, influenced human interactions. So based on that, we are, we are no longer very much conservative in our approach compared to previous relationships. And mm-hmm. previous relationships, I'll, I'll talk about relationships, uh, you know, my parents, grandparents and so forth. Mm. I, I have found them a bit uh, more conservative in their approach. Although at the end of the day, my argument is going to be the same. It's going to be one thing. I, I'm just trying to get there. Is I, I just find relationships to be a mess, whether from then and till now. <laughs> right? <laughs> Honestly, because some of the things that are just saying, some of the things that are you know informing, you know, for instance, um, patriarchal system within relationships now, yeah. you'd actually find them that they were actually they were embedded uh, back then from those relationships. And to find those elements even today in, in, in our relationships, looking at the fact that someone might even say, no, 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 relationships are now commercialized. Even back then, they were still commercialized, yeah. you know? Um, and I don't, I don't really want to put gender, gender into it, um, but, but, but people would be like, no, 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 but I want to date someone who's, who's employed. I would not necessarily want to date someone who's not employed. And you still find the very same element, you know, um, Playing themselves out even today in the 21st century. And I feel, Uguti, um, what, what, what is different for us, you know, now yes. is social media. Everything is out oh, in yes. the open. Yes. Where previously, I before, think, a lot of these things were happening, but they weren't being spoken about as openly as they are being spoken about now. And with social media, I think it even makes things worse in the sense that, for instance, to meet someone is very easy, right? Extremely instant. Hmm. Uh, um, do like, there was this conservative approach in things. Now I see a picture, I like it on Instagram. I mean, for instance, you look for instance with Instagram, it has taken a, a shape of, of a dating site in mm-hmm. a way, right? Um, if I like you, I can easily access you. Hey, how are you? And I can I like you, you know? And you're probably going to go through my timeline and you like me as well. And it, 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 it developed something. But with this social media as well, um, and, and, and dating uh, applications, what it has created, it has extremely sexualized relationships. Okay. This is my experience. This is my experience. In a sense that you, you meet someone online and they'll be like, no, can I please have a picture? And you send a picture, and like, can, I, can I see another picture? And then it moved from, from a decent kind of pictures to news. Mm-hmm. Right. It escalates so, so very quickly. Extremely. So that has somehow changed how relationships as well would be regulated with a new age of social media as well. Okay. So I, I agree with you on that. Uh, but but sometimes even for the worst, you know, things are just present. Okay. Well, we have Togozani Mtetwa um, in studio. And um, Togozani is 29 years old. And it'll be interesting to hear what her opinions are about dating, you know, from, from when you were younger and until now. Hi, Cindy. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, so I, 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 I guess I agree with the, with the caller. Um, there, there are a lot of things to factor uh, being a, a millennial and uh, dating nowadays. Um, I'd say for me personally, um, the big one is patience. Um, I, I don't know if the generation before us, Gen X, or the one before that, um, had a bit more patience than we do now. Uh, but 
I mean, for us, just because the next best person is a swipe away, basically. Yeah, <laughs> so, so you just keep it moving. <laughs> you know, if if I'm not seeing what I like in the first 10 minutes of our conversation, I am moving on to the next best thing. Um, and even when you've now solidified your relationship and, you know, official relationship, as we would call it, you know, status and, you know, on Instagram and everything and everyone knows and all that, um, there, there's still challenges we go through in relationships that we are not exposed to on a daily basis because of you know our social intellect um, being on a social media base and so we don't know how to handle relationships we don't have the patience to wear out fights we don't have the patience to wear out arguments or differences or cultural barriers um, and I think I, well, I can only assume, um, you know, generations before us had, you know, the space and freedom to do that. I think the one thing that about that I find disturbing about the younger people is how when things are going wrong in your relationship, you'll come onto social media and have it out yeah. with the person that yeah. you're dating. I mean, I would, if there's one thing I hate in life, I hate being embarrassed. So I would unravel if someone ever came onto social media and, and, and did that to me. But that, look, that's that's your generation and that's how you guys are coping. We are joined on um, on. As a, with another guest, by another guest, Ooh, Violet Poco. Violet, thank you so much for joining us on Sidebar Cindy on Kai FM. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Um, good evening, everyone. So, Violet, what are your views um, on your generation's approach to relationships? What is what what is different? What do you think it was your parents' um, approach, and so on? Um, well, before I say anything, um, I think we should be, be very careful um, to not oversimplify things. Yeah. Um, it's easy to say that we are a spoiled generation mm-hmm. because we want everything to happen right here, right now. We are so used to getting things immediately. And also the whole aspect of um, how it looks. Um, we spoke earlier about um, social media and how relationships are sexualized and everything is just put on social media. So I think firstly we need to be very careful to not oversimplify things. But I would like to say it's true. Um as women we are told we need to have certain things at a certain age. Um for your man to be the man he has to provide certain things. And if he doesn't we tend to doubt if he's really the man, you know. So I think relationships in the twenty first century have taken a bit of a turn. Um it is a bit more materialistic than before, but also looking at the fact that we have more freedom. Um, we have technology and we have more education and women now do things for themselves. So it's a bit of a two-way street where you have freedom, where women can do things for themselves. Mm-hmm. And then we can almost say that we don't need men, but okay. then also everything is over-glamorized. Um, if you're in a relationship, we like posting it. My man took me to Dubai. My man did this and that. So there's also a danger in we we left out the element of love, of commitment, of making decisions together, and it's more of a public stunt. Yeah. Well, what if what if you like public displays of affection? That includes sharing your trips to Dubai. Sure, there's no problem in that actually. Um, mm. And really, um, it's quite a nice thing if you can afford it. The problem becomes when we become competitive. And as women in the 21st century, we are quite competitive. My man can take me to Dubai. Where did your man take you? You know, that's one of the elements that put us at risk of losing the element of love, of actually 
going to Dubai with your man because you want to rather than because people no, need even to see it. And there's, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with public um, display of affection. Um, I mean, you know, you guys love each other, you know, but the problem becomes when it becomes competitive, when it's mm. about other people because we have become a generation where everything is about what people outside see mm. and what we give them instead of being people who are living their lives within, who are peacefully internally, who are in love mm. and really connected to your partner. Okay, now I hear what you're saying. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Sidebar Cindy with me. I'm Cindy Fansale on Kai FM 95.9. And this evening we're speaking about, um, what, you know, what is your generation's approach to relationships? And we have Uvalet, um, Poco, um, a student psychologist, um, as a guest. And we're also chatting to Ignatius Mutsumi Libete, who's also the other guest. We have Togozani Mteto in studio and we're discussing, we're discussing this topic. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you, Violet, is why do you think, um, the older generations like comparing themselves to the newer generations. What, 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 why, why do we do that? Are we, are we envying them? Are we looking and thinking, oh, I wish I'd had those freedoms? What do you think is going on in our heads? You know, that's a good question. And it's actually something that I don't understand. Um, but I would like to say initially the whole comparing each other thing was meant out of learning, learning from what our parents did and how they did it so that we can be a better generation. But instead it became a competition thing um, where even our own parents nowadays, it's not a thing of, no, but this is how we did things. It's a matter of, um, it's almost as if they are focusing on the negative. So that's, I think, where the comparison comes in is where, we forget to learn and we try to be better than each other. And it's actually something that I find quite weird considering that it's a generational thing. It's a generational gap. We are competing as generation. Each generation wants to look better than the other without actually learning, without actually taking in the steps of what they had to do to get to where they are. Mm. Well, taking some tweets, um, UNTK says that, um, you know, this is, this is an interesting topic. At my big age, my mom and I don't talk relationships. We don't have a relationship, you know, and that's, that's true. I think a lot of us, you know, I mean, I've got, a, I've got children now and I, I find myself looking and thinking to myself, when my 10 year old and my seven year old start dating, how am I going to navigate their, their, their love lives? I mean, I can't imagine saying to, saying to Nandi, you can't bring, you know, your boyfriend to our house until you're 25. She's not going to go. That's just not going to fly. She's already asking for her girlfriend to come over for sleepovers. So I'm sure when she does get a boyfriend, she'll want this guy to come to come and meet us. And that's not anything close to what I did. I mean, that was just out mm. of the question, you know. Mm. So it's going to be an interesting journey. It's going to be a roller coaster ride for most of us. But I think it's it's an opportunity now for us to figure out how we're going to, you know, Trade through those murky waters when the time comes. Ignatius, um, you know, when you look at when you look at the way you were brought up, um, what is what's the biggest thing that you wish had happened, you know, for, with your parents and and your your dating your dating situation? You know, with, with most of us who who are brown skinned, right? Yeah. Uh, we come from a very conservative families, which were influenced extremely by you know a society in which we grew up in, were extremely influenced by. Uh, Christianity, for instance, right? Mm. Uh, most most Afghan people. Um, so as such, um, I agree. I mean, I just like the example that you made just now um, with your young ones. Um, in my heart, I really wish that it would have happened, especially now growing up as a gay man, 
what I actually would have loved to see the situation about I'm able to bring a partner at home and say, uh, I mean, I, I was raised by Ukok and, mm-hmm. and my dad, you know, and say, hey, Bona, give me a partner, Gio. But then there's a lot of hurdles that one had to deal with. The, the first hurdle becomes um, uh, your what informs Christianity, what is Christian to say about a particular relationship, for instance, mm-hmm. right? The, the second one would be culture as well. Right. What what are cultural norms in terms of relationships? In in, in most, uh, I mean, us who are, we are born in state of emergency, let me speak for people of my generation, yeah. 1989. Um, during that time, I don't see anyone around my age group then who have easily came with a partner at home. I don't see that happening. Yeah. What else now when I look at uh, my niece and nephews, uh, like you just read, 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 said, they would not suggest that, can you please give me 20 bucks? I want to go on a date with my with well, my. But tell us straight right? up, into your, you know, in your face. Yeah, but exactly, even without even feeling bad, you know? Uh, and some, sometimes you might actually find it as a, as a bit of a taboo, but I, I like it um, in terms of how things are being done now in a sense that there's this sense of openness, right? So mm. we can freely discuss sex, right? Yeah. Um, we, we can freely discuss um, how our bodies change. Yeah. We, I, I, I mean, Dr. Singh, let me just digress a bit. You know, you know like, I've, like I've mentioned this, growing up as, as an 18-year-old, you go to varsity, right? Mm. Um, and then you then find yourself in a situation that, oh, you know what, I'm actually attracted to the same sex. Yeah. Now, what, my, my challenge became this. My challenge became... When I had to go through this initiation of intercourse, I had to do that through, and remember, there's, there's this form of generational effects. We still find it a lot, even whether from back then until yeah. now, right? Yes. And, and it's still a challenge that even the younger generation will still find. When I had to jump into this thing, I, I was then had to be taught this thing by somebody else, an absolute stranger. Imagine if we had that openness at home and we were able to freely discuss these things. So I really wish I, I come from a space whereby we could freely discuss things because I think it could especially okay. assist as a great deal, especially as a brand community, actually. Mm, and before we go for a break, Tokozani, what do you think um, would have helped, you know, if, if it had happened uh, you know, through your parents? So uh, my thing, person, and this is very personal and opinionated, is that, you know, there are methods, yes, that... Um, as millennials, we, we don't necessarily use, that were used by generations before us, that won't work in our generation. And I mean, the, the whole process of generational evolution is the evolving of human beings, relationships, technology and everything. And so that needs to be catered for. So there, there are methods our mothers used that will not work in this generation just because of how um, we are and how, you know, I mean, right now, my generation, I would say, is, is, is a bit more mindful and accommodative to, like our caller is saying, emotions and how they look at things and how we deal with situations. Um, back then, our mothers lived in a world where, you know, things were communal, right? So you lived not far away from your aunties and uncles and you know it was a village really and so when you had problems you went to umakulu or you went to your aunt or and now we have couples who want to build empires together and so they live in in santon hey and you don't even know your next door neighbor who are you having these conversations with mm. and so the world in which which we are in now that that has um evolu- which which is which is evolved, uh, yeah, yeah. evolved in a in a way that caters to the ways our minds are now um, is there for a reason. So, so there are things, there are things that 
you know, work then. And I mean, then there are things we can take and look back and reflect and be like, oh, maybe we can tweak, tweak here and then. Maybe this will work. But we do need to be conscious of the duration we live in and how things work now. And I'm chatting to Togozanim Tetwa. I'm chatting to journalist and social interpre- entrepreneur Ignatius Mutsumi Libete. And I'm also chatting to student psychologist Violet Poko. And this evening's topic is how do you view your generation's approach to relationships? I mean, what is your generation's idea of marriage? Um, you know, how do they how does your generation empower each other in relationships? It's it's interesting. And what about your families? What's a family's approach to relationships? We'll be taking calls on 86 And we have Tsepo joining us from Johannesburg. Good evening, Tsepo, and welcome to the show. Hi, Doctor. And your guest, how are you there? Good, thank you. Hello. Hello, yeah. Okay, so well, uh, my opinion about us, like this current generation, uh, number one is that I think our generation, like, uh, rather, like, sometimes, like, when it comes to expectations, like, we are somehow, like, short-sighted. Mm. You understand? Like, for example, like, we have this misconception that uh, it takes qualification to build marriage, but then we forget that actually it, it takes wisdom to build a relationship and also, like, to build a home afterwards or furthermore. You understand? Like, for example, you know, uh, you can find someone saying, I want someone who's financially stable, which is actually good, you understand? Yeah. But now, what we don't realize is that financial stability only gives a man the access to provide, but it doesn't make him automatically a provider. You need to be responsible. You need to have integrity. You need to be selfless. You get my point. So, mm-hmm. And also even us, like, like as much that sometimes, you know, like we, our expectations sometimes, like, like they are more of like pleasing the public than wanting someone whom we know that they will have those qualities where we can build a, a, a family with, you understand? And another thing also is that uh, this this issue of of comparison, like, you know, like, it kills us so much because of, sometimes you meet someone who is very genuine, you know, who is very good for you, but because of now, you want what your neighbor have. So now you start to, you know, compare your potential partner or, even your partner with what your friend has. And when you see that, that, okay, well, you know what? This person doesn't have what my friend has. So now we end up like overlooking those people. You understand? And then we go for for people who who seem to have made it, but now we know deep and that actually, you know what? This is not the way to go. You understand? Because of now you're thinking that actually when I'm, when I'm in public, I want to be seen with this kind of a person. But then... The question is, when it is only just the two of you, are you really happy? Mm. So you understand? Because of now, the public won't be there when you are crying your tears because of now, the, all the marks will be removed, you know, all the materials, all the things which might, you know, make your friends to wow you, you know, those things, they won't be there now. Yeah. It's just, just going to be you and your partner, you understand? Yeah. So I think like it's important that, you know, like when approaching relationships, uh, seek someone that, that like, when you are locked up in one room, you would say, my soul is well pleased with you, even when there's no one watching you. You understand? I'm, I, I'm four years older than my partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's 30, I'm 26, you know. Her friends like used to tease her saying that, when, uh, what, are you, what are you doing with this young man, you know, who doesn't work and come on hard like he's a pension, you know, and, you know, like, they would say things like, you know, he's not working, he's still a student, you know, that there are things as a woman that you are that you are going to need, and they're not going. And then your man won't be able to do this. Actually, they would say 
your boy won't be able to do those things. Mm. And mind you, the same, the, the, the same friend who was telling her those things, she was in an abusive, you know, cheating relationship. And I told my partner, I said, you know what? I might be four years younger than you, but age definitely doesn't define my leadership as a man. Yeah. And another thing is that I might be broke for now, but definitely I provide for you in many other ways, you yeah. understand? And believe me, God has blessed me so much. And I'm, I'm, I am still that man that is crazy about it. Where are you? They are not there, you understand? So, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Thank you so Thank much you. for that, um, Sipo. We have Usipo calling us from Johannesburg. Sipo, welcome to um, KFM 95.9. Hi, Cindy. How are you? It's my Good. first time on the show. Great. No, thanks for, thanks for calling in. So what are your opinions on your generation's approach to, um, to relationships? I'm a 26-year-old um, gentleman, and I think our generation has a different sort of approach to, to, to relationships. And I really don't think that our generation is a defeated generation when it comes to relationships. We were more informed. You know, we're better informed than what our parents and our grandparents used to be. So um, we take all of that information into cognizance when we make decisions, especially when it comes to relationships. Um, We're often criticized that we are a microwave generation that just wants things happen to think we want things to happen fast and, you know, instantly. Mm. But I think it's because of all the information that we have and the information that we constantly seek out. Um, people are taking better decisions in terms of the partners that they are choosing. Um, so you don't want to find yourself in a financially unstable relationship just for the sake of love. Um, you don't want to find yourself in a relationship where you are uh, tolerating too much that you shouldn't be tolerating just for the sake of, no, let me persevere, let me be patient, things are going to work out. Yes. So um, I think... Uh, we're just more informed. It sometimes um, plays towards our detriment because we don't sit and wait out things. Um, so we, 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 we're just impatient, you know. Mm. If you see one red flag and you just you, you leave, you know. Well, that's so, great. I wish uh, I had known that when I was <laughs> your age. It saved me a lot of heartache and heartbreak. I know, but and I think also um, the heartbreaks and the heartbreaks also make us who we are. You know, that's also something to take into consideration because they build us, they grow us. But um, having said that, in the very same breath, you won't just tolerate any sort of rubbish just because. I mean, you want to be in a relationship. More and more, um, people are, um, you know better off saying I, I don't actually need to be in a relationship I can have the benefits of a relationship but not necessarily be in a relationship mm. with someone so you're seeing a lot more a lot of that happen I was talking to a friend of mine the other day I said you know I want to take my bite to a holiday and I'm like what is, what a, is bite? a bite <laughs> it's a relationship but it's not a relationship and you get all the benefits of a relationship but it's not necessarily a, a relationship that is cast in stone so people are more more flexible in terms of their approach to relationships. They are more informed. Um, is it for our, our, our betterment? We don't know. But it's, it's, it seems to be working at this point because it saves us the headaches. It saves us the hassles. It saves us the drama. It saves us the heartbreak, you know, you, you, of all the things that come with, with mm. being in a relationship. Yeah. And, and you, know, you know, if you have kids, when you have kids... What are you going to say to them? What are you? What mistakes do you think? The one mistake from from your generation that you would want them not to to to, to do. Um, 
I think um, waiting is so important. I think that's that's the the one thing. We don't wait to find who we are and you know find our center. I think we we try to complete ourselves in other people and through other people. And I think um, see our Jafama relationships because they think we think they will make us better people mm. or we will become better people. Somebody will complete us. Mm. And we are afraid to wait because we see something nicer outside and we also want to participate in the vibe, in the wave and be part of that. So um, one thing I can tell my child is wait, take time to understand what you like, what you don't like, know yourself, know what triggers you, know what doesn't trigger you. And and once you feel that you're comfortable, because um, a lot of people are rushing the clock, I need to get babies at this time. Yeah, I need to graduate mm. at this time. Yes, we've got so many timelines. I need to get this car by this time, you know. So um, all of that sort of stuff, all of those scripts we are writing for ourselves um, seem to confuse us. And they put so much pressure on us because um, when things go off script, you go, oh, my word, this is going completely wrong. So wait, wait it out. Um, mm, yeah. Wait to, 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 to discover a lot of things about yourself. Discover who you are, where you want to go and all that sort of stuff. And then once you've done that, then um, invite somebody to, 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 to discover more of yourself with Okay, well, thank you so much for those comments and and, and interesting insights, Sipo. Before we chat thank to you. Sue, we'll take we'll we'll chat again to Violet um, Poco. But um, before we go there, there's a tweet from Nolo Soul, and Nolo Soul says, "With us, we don't care about making things work; we care about being right." I think my generation sucks at relationships. Um, quite a harsh tweet from Nolo Soul. Um, Violet, um, what do you what do you think of what um you know Sipo has said about Sipo and Sipo commented about um their their generation's relationships. Um, I agree with most of what they're saying. Um, we are a generation under a microscope and we put ourselves under that microscope. Um, we are a generation that's very harsh on ourselves and we criticize ourselves quite a lot and we want things at fast pace. So I do agree with what most of um, our audience has been saying. Um, we are true. We are an instant gratification generation. Um, although we have a lot of information at hand and have access to a lot of information, I don't think we are really processing it because um, most of the time we don't take the time to really um, break down what is it that we are looking at in relationship. So what does a relationship mean? What do I expect out of this relationship? What am I bringing to this relationship? And what is the end goal? I mean, a lot of times we even find that even in relationships, people don't talk. People don't talk about whether what they want kids. Yeah. They don't talk about where this is going. They don't talk about marriage and the different types of families, how they expect each other to behave with each other's family. And these are really important conversations that can make or break a relationship. Yeah, difficult and but important, just, yeah. Yeah, true. And not just in romantic relationships, even with friendships. Why would you have a friendship that you don't know what is the purpose of it? Mm. Are you supporting each other? Are you stabbing each other in the back? Are you competing against each other? It sounds very delirious when I say it this way, but these are actually the things that break us as people because why would you be in a relationship where you offer support and someone offers competition yeah. and belittles you, you know? So these are the small things that we overlook. We know about them, but we don't really protest them. We just jump into it as if we're jumping into the pool and we just need to swim and mm. see the things out.
Yeah. Well, if you've just joined us, you're listening to Cyborg Cindy on Kai FM 95.9. And I'm chatting to um, Valid Poco, a student psychologist. I'm also chatting to Ignatius Mutsumilibete. He's an um, entrepreneur. I also have Togozanim Teto in studio. And we're chatting about um, relationships. What is your generation's view on relationships? I'm taking calls on 086-00-0959. We have um, Sue Nyati on, 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 on the line. Good evening, Sue, and welcome to the show. Hi, Cindy. How are you? Good, thank you. I'm good, thanks. So, Cindy, I would be Generation X. I mean, we're more or less the same age. Yeah. I'm 41 years old now. And I've been dating for like 20 years mm. because, you know, I'm not married. So I have been on the market for 20 years, as they would call it. Mm. And I have observed the changes. Things have definitely changed from, you know, the time that I started dating to now. Yeah. And so my reflection is really that it's actually the speed of dating that has really changed. And I think technology has a lot, you know, to contribute to that and how we engage. So back in the day, you would meet a guy and he would pursue you. He could actually pursue you for three months. Yeah. There was actual courtship. You don't have that now. If you like, if you have a relationship that lasts three months nowadays, you're actually lucky. You know, people meet today online. Someone wants your nudes, you know, and there's nothing like getting to know you. You know what I'm saying? Things happen very fast. Nowadays in relationships. Yeah. And I always feel sorry for people. Like, imagine you got divorced now and went into the dating, back into the dating pool. You'd get the shock of your life because the terms of engagement have changed. Hmm. Back then, relationships were defined. A man would actually ask you out. He'd be like, Sue, I want you to be my girlfriend. Nowadays, we'll see how it goes. You know, let's keep it, let's leave it open. You know, so many gray areas. Nothing is defined. You know, a lot of things, you know, just, it's go with the flow. We'll see what happens. So, when I pump yeah. But I think there are things that have stayed the same uh, that are, you know, from generation to generation. Yeah. So things might have changed in terms of speed, but things that have remained the same are that people still date for money. And I've always said, I mean, when I give when I give talks to, to high school girls, I always say to them that dating for money is something that has been around since forever. It's not a new thing. So when people speak about, you know, I'm a blesser in the end. Yes, we understand the, that it's different now in terms of, you know, STIs and so on. But it's something that's been around for a very long time. It's not a yeah. new phenomenon. It's not at all. We just used to call them sugar daddies. Yeah. And now they're blessers. But mm. it's the very same thing. And then the other thing is that, you know, even with this generation, they still want to get married. There's that mad rush to get married, best before 30. It's still there. You know, and I see it a lot with my sister. She's 26. Mm-hmm. And all her friends are married or are getting married. Mm. So that hasn't changed. You know, so people still want to date and, you know, date for marriage. Okay, so that is still the same. We had that same thing and it's still happening now. Mm. So that really hasn't changed. And there's a lot of but pressure. I, I mean, I, I remember, you know, with us, there's a lot of pressure. Like you had to know by a certain age, you know, who you're going to marry and where the relationship is going. There's a lot of pressure. Yeah, and it's, the pressure's still there. Mm. And I see it. Like I would have thought that uh, my, you know, girls my sister's age would be more relaxed about it, but they're not. They like really want to lock it down as well. You know, lock it down, get the ring. You know, and settle down. Mm. So I think those are, those are things that are similar, you know. But I think another thing that's different now is that it's more permissive. The dating environment is more permissive. More permissive. I mean, you can now date younger guys, you know. Yeah. Um, people are more open to other things. You can date same sex and, it's you know, people are more open to it. So, you know, the other thing that couldn't happen, you know, that we're taboo during our age, yeah. that can now happen. So 
No, thank you so much for sharing that, um, Sue. So much has changed. I'm going back to our guest, um, Ignatius. Um, you know, you heard what Sue said. Um, what would you like to add to that before we go for a break? Yeah, I actually wanted to add to what um, the previous caller had said, especially yeah. Tep. He actually said a mouthful, right? He did, no, this he did. New concept, there's a new concept, but in fact, this is very new to me. And and the more he was talking about the concept of of bite, you know, being in situationships, I actually see that a lot. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, I think it's I find it to be more prevalent now. So in fact, I wanted to ask him this as well as a good doctor that does this mean that with um, the, the the process and the idea of situationships getting prominent today in relationships, yeah. does this somehow threaten the concept of nuclear families? Because as much as the the latter colleges mentioned the fact that people still want to lock it down, right? I have a lot of female friends and colleagues who still want to lock it down, but looking at how prevalent um, the other situation, well, the other partner might, whether male or, male or female, mm-hmm. might actually want to, to, to dwell more into this situation. Because being a situation does not really um, leave you with a lot of liability as well. Liability in terms of, I'm going to call you, where are you, this and that. Because people love this sense of freedom, right? Mm. They don't like being questioned. And, and, and hence, you, you now find that Tosekina has embraced um, fat honeys more than ever before. Right, is is a is a more fashionable thing to do. Someone can actually call in and say, "Hey, I'm a side honey to someone." And it, it's okay, you know. So does this then mean the idea of a nuclear family is that being threatened when you look at how things are being done now? I'm coming back to Ignatius. So Ignatius, before we went for the break, you had you know you had put across some some interesting points. I think the one thing yeah. about um you know the nuclear family. I'm not sure that it's yeah. threatened. I just think that we have, we just have more freedom to do what we want to do. Um, you know, when I look, when I look at the older generation, there was pressure to conform, pressure yeah. to to get married, and so on. But I think uh, you know, each generation, you can you can you can do blended families. You can do it the way you want to do it. There's more freedom. There's more there's more courage actually as well to 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 do things differently from what what everyone else did. Mm. And I'd, I'd oh. like to carry on from what yeah. Cindy just said, is is that yes, with yeah. the freedom, our generation also comes with it. So as as, as much as we don't have the patience, or we, we might we might not have the patience in relationships, but I think we also now um, have the freedom to take time on ourselves. So the patience on ourselves and to reflect on ourselves and who we are, so we can better articulate ourselves to people we want to be in relationships with and see if we complement um, the the people we are, or who we who we want to be compliment whoever you're interested in um and then i think um yeah i think cindy that's what you're saying right that mm. that's that's the, the the slight privilege that we have now the flexibility to be able to look at ourselves first and and figure out what we want yeah. and what works for us and what works in our in our lifestyles really which is really important and how that could complement someone um you possibly want a relationship with Mm. I think, I think that the third part with that is that you find yourself being with a partner, for instance, you could be with them for like five years and you get engaged and you want to start the conversation on marriage. Mm. And they'll still be saying, no, 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 I'm still trying to figure out myself five years later. But because there's no pressure, because a system that operates without any pressure really can go on for, for a very long time. Well, look, and I think, yes. well, well the, the important thing there is that, you know, if everything's on the table, and, and the cards are laid out. You can then make a decision. You'll know how to navigate yourself in the situation. The hard thing is if the person that you're with 
is not has not said that they're not planning on spending the rest of their lives with you. I think it becomes difficult if all the information is not is not declared. But if you know, okay, you're in a situationship, then there should be no there should be no hard feelings or hard or heartbreaks because you know you're in there with your eyes wide open. Mm. And and I understand what he means about structure yeah. um, and the pressure needed um, in relationships. I mean, I, I mean, I guess that's where you could factor things like re, um, religion, right? Um, you know, yeah. the base and foundation of things we live by, your values and morals, uh, um, and, and 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 in our days, religion also has a widespread. So, so, so within looking for who you are looking for, um, you you then cater around. You know, the, the, this is our our cornerstone, right? And within our corner stone our communication will go like this and this is so the, definitely more freedom I, I i agree with that more freedom to, to, to articulate ourselves with with structure yeah okay so t- going back to violet violet is a student psychologist um, and she's joining us as a guest this evening um violet so that thing i wanted to ask you is that um do you feel that the nuclear family is being threatened um as as ignatius commented that's quite an interesting question because um, he was talking about having multiple partners. Then my question comes back to polygamy. We've always had polygamy. And I'm not sure if polygamy necessarily falls perfectly in the definition of a nuclear family. But you have a mom and a dad and a couple of kids, even though you have more than one mom. So I don't think it's necessarily threatened. Um, I think we are more redefining what it's supposed to look like um right now i mean we live in a society where it's fair for a woman to earn more than the husband it's fair to have children later and get married later and uh, literally the, the the point or the, the picture of having more than one mother is nothing new to us so i don't think it's necessarily threatened i just think we are redefining it and tweaking it a bit to mm-hmm. fit us and uh, yeah, we just do things in a different order. But I wouldn't necessarily say the concept of a nuclear family is necessarily yeah. And being in the age where everybody's getting married and popping babies, I think um, no, it's not certain. It's actually still happening. It may not necessarily be in a marriage context, mm. um, but it's still there. We still have a mom and a dad, and maybe cohabitating. But it's still there. It just comes in different forms now. Whereas in the past, they got married, they had their kids, and then their kids grew. And then it means that now, within our generation, we do things within our own boundaries mm-hmm. and within our own time. So nuclear families are there. They just look slightly different in terms of they may be cohabitating, they may be living in different cities, but they are there. And I don't think they're certain that all. Okay, well, I have a comment from Anonymous. And Anonymous says, I don't date people my age because I just feel they sometimes overthink and overanalyze and don't really get into relationships for the right reasons. Also, I date older, a 10 to 20 year gap, mostly European men because they're genuine. And um, Anonymous is what? She's what, 25? And that's that's her comment because she, she says she finds her age group not as genuine as older, as older, as older, uh, older guys. Um, I'm not sure because uh, the question we have to ask is what does she mean by genuine? Genuine in what terms? And then how, it's a quite a general aspect. It's quite a very big generalization. And because someone is 
older than you doesn't necessarily mean they're mature. Mm. That's also the mistake we make. So um, I think it's anonymous. With anonymous, it's more a preference than a reality. Mm. Um, age doesn't define um, maturity. Um, someone from an ethnicity group doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be mature or different from a man who's from South Africa or who's from a different background or who comes from a different class or culture, Mm. you know. I think it's very, very dangerous to generalize. Um, Even in research, the concept of generalizing, especially with people, is very dangerous because you take away a lot. Mm. Okay. You really, yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much, Violet. We really enjoyed having you on the show. We're going to let you go um, before we wrap up the show. And um, where can we find you on social media if we're looking for you? Wow, I'm not a very active person on social media. Okay. <laughs> um, I do have Facebook, if it counts. Yes, it and does. And most of the people just get me on my number. Um, my Facebook page is Violet Purple Rockstar. Okay. Um, yes. Okay, well, thank you so much for your insights and thank you for joining us on Kai FM 95.9. Okay, well, we have a few more minutes left of the show. Um, Ignatius, before we let you go, um, I'd like you to share like three three tips that you have for for, for youngsters that might be considering, you know, the dating, the, this different dating pool that exists now. I think my three tips will basically come from uh, this entire great conversation that we had for the past uh, couple of minutes, which is exercise your freedom, uh, take time to understand what you're getting yourself into, and never, ever compromise your stand. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing. I mean, I've done it a lot. I've seen people doing it a lot, always compromising their beliefs, what they want. Do not do that for anyone because they don't deserve that. And it's true. And I think the one thing about compromising is that you can pretend to be something else for for a while, you know, but eventually the real you is going to jump out. Yep, of course. And when that happens, it leaves the other person shocked. So it's just better to be who you are at the beginning and let the person deal with exactly who you are from, from day one. Of course. Most definitely. Okay, but thank you so much for joining us. And it really was a pleasure having you on the show. Where can we find you on, on social media, Ignatius? Um, thank you, Dr. Cindy. I'm on Instagram. I'm Comrade Iggy, one word, C-D-E-I-G-G-Y. On Instagram, I'm the real Motsumi. Thank you, Dr. Cindy. Okay, great stuff. So we have a few more minutes left of the show. And, and before we wrap up, I'll ask Utoza Nintetto just to give her final views on, you know, her generation's view of dating. And I'll give my final view <laughs> before we call, it an, we call it an evening. Yeah, thank you, Cindy. Um, look, I think I think we're doing well. Um, I think, um, like any generation, there are experiments we're going to jump into and try things and try and modify things. Um, what works for me personally is to practice the concept of relationship in all my relationships, my friends, my family, um, everything, business, work, school, um, don't wait to practice the concept of marriage when you've decided, oh, I'm mature enough to look for someone. Um, these are l- little techniques and concepts we can practice and dabble and see what works with the relationships we have around us, um, be it business, work, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, that's the other thing. I think for all generations, we have this, oh, okay, here comes marriage phase mm-hmm. and this is how I'm going to handle this. It's a, I mean, and when we could be handling it at any time and at any age, really, at 18 to 60, we all are exposed to um 
access to relationships and how we work with relationships and that's how you're going to work with your partner as well okay well thank you so much so my sidebar um for this evening's show before before we call it a, a day um look we're all learning we're all on a learning curve and i think for people that are my age group especially those with children we need to get with the program because our kids are going to keep surpri- surprising us on a daily basis i think with, with my family my mom's biggest shock was the fact that I was not going to marry a white person. And it took her a very long time to, ad- to adapt, but eventually she had to. And, um, you know, a lot of communication went into it. We caught it for three years to give them time to sort themselves out. And eventually they did. So I'm ready for whatever surprises my kids are going to bring home. But as I said, we have an opportunity to be better parents, to be more understanding. Sidebar with Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.